It's five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. That's right, it is Super Bowl Friday. Yes, I know that is the 85 Bears, and they are farthest thing from the Super Bowl, getting the number one overall pick, but the Super Bowl is just over 48 hours away. I'm Philip Pilkington, I'm filling in for the P-Man and Ben today, as both of them are feeling a little under the weather, and I am joined by Chris Cook. How's it going, Cookie? Woo! There you go, little Ric Flair. Ben is feeling under the weather. I was talking to him last night, he sounds rough. Sorry, Ben, if you're listening, but you sound rough, brother. Boys, if either one of y'all listen, feel better. Uh, get ready for this Super Bowl on Sunday. Rest easy the next couple days. At least there's no home ECU basketball tomorrow that they have to either attend or, in Patrick's case, announce. So that does work out. Pirates on the road tomorrow against the Tulane Green Wave. Local pregaming will start at 1 o'clock. I will take you up until 1.30 when the voice of the Pirates, Jeff Charles, takes over. And then ECU and Tulane starting at 2 o'clock. Speaking of Pirate Athletics, uh, lacrosse had their first game earlier today. They won that 15-5 to over Radford. ECU women's softball, they got it going yesterday. Knocked off Purdue-Fort Wayne 6 to nothing before falling to Virginia Tech 8 nothing. Earlier today, they have already knocked off Purdue-Fort Wayne Three to nothing. They are playing uh, Virginia Tech again, and it is two to two in the middle of the fourth inning. Virginia Tech, by the way, number eleven in the country. So we have a big day for you here today. Sean Brace, IBX Media alum, will join us in our next segment. To he's on Fox Sports, the Gambler, and in Philly, talk prop bets as well as the line on the game and the over/under. Some other fun stuff with Sean coming up, and then we will talk about last night's NFL honors. Not really about all the other stuff. Can't lie, I did not watch it. Did you watch it, Cookie? I didn't, but uh, I saw the clip of Kelly Clarkson uh, trying to roast Tom Brady, and I'm gonna leave this vague so it doesn't get too, you know crap talky but I, i'm gonna just say she got no reason uh talking bad about brady that, he, that that's all i'm gonna say was she talking about him kind of screwing his marriage up by no, playing she, she said that he was uh sticking to like posting thirst traps now because you know he put up that picture of him like in his underwear or something on the bed oh my gosh you didn't see that no uh, he posted some kind of selfie uh and she put up the selfie like on the big board too it was wild yeah she was trying to roast my man's that's tough. Trying to roast the goat. Yeah, she's got no reason to be uh, roasting. But anyways, weird. I mean, I'm going to talk about that stuff, but I, I didn't watch it, honestly, because it half the time gets so darn political. But, I don't want to watch that crap. But we are going to talk about who won all the awards and who's going to the Hall of Fame. But yeah, you can find out. Uh, I, I would say you don't even need to watch it. Highlights on YouTube are a beautiful thing, man. No, they are. And that's the thing. Anytime a guy gets, you know, they announce he's going or he gives a speech or whatever. Like you said, it's on YouTube. Like five minutes later, it's not the show's not even over, and it's on yeah. YouTube and or, Twitter. Or hey, just tune in to ESPN the next morning, or or shows like this even. You yeah, know? exactly. So we will talk about all the player awards as well as the 2023 Hall of Fame class. 
and uh, then we will wrap it up with our Super Bowl picks and uh, just a little talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, another thing I forgot to mention as far as Pirate Athletics go on uh, Sunday, they will be hosting Wichita State in basketball at 2 o'clock. That is right here in Greenville. Uh, it is their annual pink out game. First 300 guests will receive a ECU pink T-shirt. And if you can't make it out to Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum, our guy Scott Rogers will be on the call. Tip off for that one once again at 2. They will start that pregame show at 145. And the lovely Chris Cook will be giving you scoreboard updates. Oh, you now. know it, brother. There you go. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, also, another ECU women's lacrosse game is at, or sorry, against Navy at noon on Sunday. Uh I might go out to that one, but I'm thinking I'm heard it's gonna be 53 and raining on Sunday. Is that the first one of the year? No, the first one of the year was today. That was oh, one of those okay. PA announcements. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know you'll make it out to a few games. I will, but yeah, 53 and raining. Does uh, that not does, sound that fun. doesn't sound like. Uh, yeah. So might I, not make it out of that one. Yeah. All right. So would you, Cookie, go to any games 53 and raining? If so, where do you draw the line? Like. Like, would you go to a Packers game if it was 53 and right? Uh, yeah, I would go to the Packers. I'd uh, probably go to ECU football, but I'm going to be honest, that's where I draw the line. I think ECU football is, like, the lowest. You know, the college I went to is uh, football. That's about where the, I'm going to draw the line. On yeah, that. I think any NFL game I would go, college, obviously ECU, or another big-time game. Notre Dame and ECU, that's it for me. Yeah, like, I went one year to the first year they had the ACC championship game in Charlotte. And it was cold and raining, but again, it was the ACC championship. That's worth it's it. Like, no, yeah, am I ever again going to get to go to an ACC championship game? You know, this was it was cool. It was when Tyrod Taylor was at Virginia Tech. I mean, it was it really was a big game. They played Florida State, but uh, no, that one was really fun. So actually, we do have Sean Brace waiting on us. So we are going to go ahead and get our first break here, and uh, Sean Brace will join us on the other side of this timeout here on the Friday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Eastern North Carolina's home. Back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Philip Pilkington here and Chris Cook filling in for the P-Man. We are joined by Sean Brace from Fox Sports, the Gambler in Philadelphia. Sean, how you doing today? Well, I'll tell you what, it does take two guys to fill in when when the P-Man needs a day off, right? It's a, you know that, that dude, yeah, you know, he, he's he's like Superman at the end of the day. He is, man. He starts at like. Five o'clock in the morning is still going strong at six in the afternoon, so it does take two people to do his job. Well, hopefully P-Man's doing all right and he can uh, get better for Super Bowl Sunday because hopefully we got ourselves a big game, a, a banger of a game. I know it's a big game. That's the name of it, but... It's going to be a great game, and uh, really looking forward to talking about it here. Yeah, I hope he's feeling better, too. Um, speaking of that game, and obviously you're in Philadelphia, what's the vibe like there in Philly right now? Obviously, it's the second Super Bowl that you guys have been in in uh, five-ish years, and uh, what's it like there in, in the city of brotherly love? Uh, very calm. You know, everybody's been working really hard and just quiet. You wouldn't even know there's a game actually about to be played. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. Um, this this city, to be honest with you, hasn't stopped since the Phillies World Series run. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just been electric. Uh, we have been so lucky to be in the sports world 
in this city. We had a, a, a World Series, you know, birth out of nowhere. Of course, they lost to the, the Astros, but that was a great run led by Bryce Harper into the Philadelphia Union uh, MLS final. They ended up losing. So hopefully we can get one of these, but it's just been great because we just rolled right into what has been a fantastic season for the Philadelphia Eagles from start to right here, right now, where they have proved their worth at every test. And this city believes there's not one person that uh, doesn't understand what's on the other side with Mahomes. He's the magic man. But a lot of people are in agreement. We're just we're extremely confident, ready to get this game on and prove the doubters wrong. It's going to be a great game, though. Now, I definitely think it is. You know, you mentioned the Philadelphia Union and the Philadelphia Phillies. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they lose on the same day? The MLS Cup and the and the World Series final game ended up being on the same day. Is oh, that true? Man, just, just driving that night. Like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, me, man. I'm like, sorry. Like kidney. Nah, yeah, and my radio station, we're the home of the Philadelphia Union, so that was a, a really tough pill to swallow. But, um, yeah, it, it was a, you know, look, you, you kind of, when you go through these championships and you win them, we, like the Philadelphia Eagles won back in 2017, it was great. It was unbelievable. But, you know, there's other things that you, you, got, you, you take from that experience, and one of them is the, the road to get there. And, and for the Phillies, it was something that was unexpected. They fired Joe Girardi in May and, and made the World Series in October. It was unbelievable. The Union, it's such a long season. As I said, we have a great relationship. Uh, but this Eagles team, we knew that Jalen Hurts was going to be the guy that would lead them if he took that next step from what they looked like last year. Now, they lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I get I got this question a ton over the last two weeks. Is Did you see this playoff run? Did you see the Super Bowl, Super Bowl birth coming? And for me personally, it was all dictated on Jalen Hurts. If he just took that next step as a quarterback, which I did expect him to do so because the guy's been a winner everywhere he's been, I'm not surprised at the success that they have had. Now, it's easier said than done to win two games to get to the Super Bowl, but they had home field. They were the overall number one seed, and uh, they got a great defense. So uh, here we are, two best teams in football, Super Bowl Sunday, the shortest spread in, in Super Bowl history. And uh, who knows, it might even be a pick come kickoff time. Yep, and that's what I was going to get into right now. I'm looking at uh, the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. It's got you guys favored by a point and a half, which, like you said, it pretty much is a pick I guess there's only been one Super Bowl decided by one point. You'd have to go back to Super Bowl 25. Sorry if there's any Bills fans listening. Uh, you know, <laughs> that one still hurts a little bit here 32 years later. But, um, yeah, point and a half, and kind of what are your thoughts on that spread? And I guess who do you have going into uh, with the spread? I want to come straight out and say that there is nothing personal. It's just business. So if I thought the Kansas City Chiefs were the better team, would I take them on the money line to win the Super Bowl? That would be a tough one to swallow, but I would take other bets. I would take other props if I believed that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win. I do not. Uh, to me, this Eagles defense wins up front all season long because they have the best offensive line and the best defensive line. Uh, in the in the game, and you just got to look at the stats from the defensive side of the ball first. Where you're talking about uh, NFL history, they had four players with double digit sacks. So pick your poison. You want to try and stop Hassan Reddick, somebody that you guys know very well from the Carolina Panthers day. He, he had a, he had a career year coming back to Philly, and it was just great to see from uh, week one here. And um, he's he's a live option for the Super Bowl MVP at 35 to one. Um, also, Fletcher Cox. I mean, that defensive line is just a juggernaut for the Eagles. Great secondary as well with Darius Slay and Bradbury and uh, C.J. G.J. 
But the offensive line is really what opens my eyes and makes me a believer. Uh, this team rushed for 260 total yards against the Giants in a playoff game. That defensive line was playing really well for the Giants. They went up to Minnesota, beat them, came to Philadelphia. They were never in that game from the, the opening whistle. To the 49ers game in the NFC Championship game, I don't care if they had Joe Montana, Joe Montana Steve Young, uh, name any 49er quarterback. Didn't matter. Uh, the bottom line is the Eagles defense knocked out two of them, let the paramedics sort them out. That comes with the territory of playing an NFL game. Uh, so for me, they just absolutely bowled through the 49ers defense. And you're talking about the number one defense in the game, all because of that offensive line. So, uh, to me, it starts up front on both sides of the ball. That's where they have their advantage. And, uh, I like the birds to come out on top. Actually, I think they're going to win by about eight or nine points. And I don't have the Chiefs getting the 20 points. Wow. That's big. It's big. Eight or nine points. So you're predicting a two possession game. There, you mentioned Hassan Reddick, um, potentially winning Super Bowl MVP, 35 to one odds. But when we look back, there's been 50, what, six Super Bowls? 50, 56 Super Bowls. And, uh, technically there's been 57 Super Bowl MVPs due to two guys winning it back in Super Bowl 12. And 31 of those have been quarterbacks. So if you are betting this game by pick'em or even by the spread, which is pretty much a pick'em, is, do you think it's smart? to parlay that with the quarterback of the team you're picking to win the Super Bowl MVP or in a game like this where the defense could play such a big factor, especially with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, is that not a wise thing to do? No, I think that's a wise thing to do. Uh, of course, quarterbacks are lead the charge. And, and you try and, and play the game throughout the course of your head and, and you say, uh, you know, how do you see Mahomes not winning it? If Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, how does Mahomes not win the MVP? It's really hard to find that path. Uh, could we see Travis Kelsey get three touchdowns, maybe one rushing? Possibly, but then Mahomes still has two throwing. So it's really hard for me to pass up on Mahomes as far as that is concerned. On the flip side for the Philadelphia Eagles, look, Jalen Hurts, as amazing as, as he has been, uh, when it gets inside that red zone, it's pick your poison. Miles Sanders scores touchdowns. Gainwell has now started scoring touchdowns. Boston Scott had just scored a touchdown last week in the NFC Championship game. Of course, they got a plethora of receivers and Dallas Goddard at tight end, so it's really hard for me to just pinpoint and say, no, Jalen Hurts is going to get that guy when what we've seen over the weeks past, hey, they spread it out, especially in that red zone. So if you wanted to on the Kansas City side, you feel like KC's going to win, absolutely Mahomes will probably be your Super Bowl MVP. But on the flip side, have some fun with the Eagles. I think the defensive line, as I said, they spread it out, those four guys. And somebody brought this up earlier this week, so I'll steal it and make it sound like I came out with it right now, even though I just told you that. Um, Sean Reddick, he gets there first. Mahomes is really good at, at making the first guy miss. So, therefore, take a look at a Hargrave. Take a look at a Fletcher Cox, uh, a Josh Sweat, a Brandon Graham even, and you can get some really bang for your buck. I did see one website. I use DraftKings Sportsbook up here in Philly. And, uh, they had to win the MVP and this, this, uh, it takes both sides, both teams here. Defensive line, the MVP will come from the defensive line plus 2,500. So now you got a little something on everybody in the game that just plays on the defensive line and fingers crossed. Hopefully you come out on top. Yeah, that might be a huge grab, and we will go on from the MVP here to the money line, or sorry, not the money line, this, the total points. I got it. It's saying 50 and a half here. 
on uh, yep. Sportsbook. I'm looking at what are your thoughts on that? I'm kind of feeling the under, and I may be crazy for this, but I think that both teams' ability to move the ball is going to limit the three and outs, and there's not going to be a lot of possessions in this game. I know teams can score quick, but because of that, I'm thinking both teams are kind of maybe scoring in the low 20s or right around 20 points. Is that crazy to think under 50 and a half? No, it's definitely not crazy to think. And you heard what I said already about the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're held under 20 points. I do. Uh, they scored 27 against the Jags, 23 against Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. So that's really not that crazy. Uh, as far as the total is concerned in the game, I'm right there with you. To me, the strength for the Philadelphia Eagles is running the football. What does that mean? Chewing up clock, moving the sticks, big possessions, so on and so forth. Kansas City on the flip side, they're going to throw the ball a ton. It's going to stop. I get it. But, again, we're talking about a defense with the bend but don't break mentality inside that red zone. So I think the Eagles lead the charge on that one and keep it under the 51-and-a-half or 50-and-a-half, depending on where you get it. Also point out this, this is the highest number the Eagles have had all season long as far as the total is concerned. On the flip side, Kansas City Chiefs, they have had 11 games, 11 games this season with a 50 or more total. They are 3-8 and eight to the under in those games. So Vegas, they know, Joe Public, everybody loves Patrick Mahomes, and they want to see that number, see the scoring. But ultimately, after it's all said and done, they didn't really replace Tyreek Hill, right? So it's not the explosive Kansas City Chief offense that we're used to in the last two to three seasons. Still dominant, still amazing, can get the ball down the field, but they don't have that burner. So I'm going to take the under on the 50-and-a-half as well. I'm right there with you. Okay, that's what I was thinking. And also, you know, Meikle's not playing, so that'll uh... – take another kind of yeah. threat away for him there. So with that being said, I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes' yards total is at 294.5. He's played in two Super Bowls. He is not one of the 15 quarterbacks who has ever thrown for 300 yards in a Super Bowl. So kind of with what you're telling me, are you feeling pretty confident that that 294.5 is something that definitely is an under for Patrick Mahomes? No, quite the opposite. Uh, Mahomes is a guy that's going to get his. And we know Andy Reid the coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, and we know him very well in Philadelphia, 14 seasons. He does not run the football. So you're going to get Mahomes throwing a ton. I think last week, uh, if I'm taking anything on Mahomes, I would just tell you this, attempts. Uh, I think he's at 37 and a half attempts. I would take the over on that again. I think they're going to be chasing. I think they're going to be down. So, therefore, he's going to throw the football more. Uh, especially in the fourth quarter, especially to get those garbage yards. Hopefully that's how it plays out. But even if it's a tight game, ultimately you know Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense, they throw the football. They don't run with Pacheco and McKinnon. Uh, it, you know, just go ahead and look at the box scores in the last few weeks. They'll tell you everything you need to know. So I don't see them changing anything. And, and, and you know this much, too, as well. If you run the football, you're taking the ball out of the best player on the field's hands, and that's not a recipe for success. So give me the over on yards for Mahomes. Give me the over on, on attempts as well. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with that. And, you know, look, like coming from the Eagles fans' perspective where they're going to win, I, I just don't see how Mahomes is going to be that guy where he's held under 290 on the yards or the attempts uh, unless he gets hurt. So fingers crossed he finishes. I think he's going to go over on all those props. Okay, yep, I could definitely say that. You've convinced me. However, I do have a lot of faith in y'all's corners, though. I do. I, I really <laughs> like you guys on the back. I think you're a little vulnerable in the middle of the field uh, where Travis Kelsey's going to you know, make oh, some yeah. plays, definitely, but I do like you guys there. 
on the corners or really on the back end overall. But uh, any um, anything we didn't talk about that you really like that you've seen this week, even if it's a wacky prop bet. I mean, I've seen dumb stuff. I mean, Ben sent me something today. It was like, will Heineken or Budweiser be the first commercial? I mean, you couldn't pay me to bet on that stuff because it's. I mean, there's no fact to back any of it up. But is there anything fun like that, or even just a prop bet for a player that you're really high on that we haven't brought up yet? Well, you know, there's some fun stuff at halftime, uh, Rihanna. I'm a big fan of the music. I like the musical acts, and I think, you know, as far as when it comes down to uh, wagering on those, and, and DraftKings and, and, and local sports books or sports, sports books in America don't offer those sort of plays. But uh, I feel like I know Rihanna's catalog. So uh, a song that I know we'll hear is, is Diamond. Lock it in. I believe it will be the last song, too. I actually have some connections out there, so I'm just letting you know a little inside information. Oh, there we so go. Diamond, there we go. Hopefully we got a diamond, lot of listeners. I'm, I'm hearing Diamond shine bright like a diamond will be the last song of her of her uh, halftime performance. And the first song, all right, lock it in. I can't say the word, but it starts with a B, and then it says, better have my money. So I believe she opens up with that and ends with shine bright like a diamond. Uh, if you can get those plays in offshore or your local book takes it, who knows? Uh, that would be huge. If anybody's heading up to that. Virginia and has got something, obviously we can't bet here, <laughs> but, you know, head up to Virginia, maybe maybe somebody makes some money. You, you know, they'd owe hey, you a big you thank ask, you. You get a Christmas card from somebody this year. You asked if I had something wacky. There you go, my friend. And the Gatorade color will always be lime slash green. Okay, there you go. Lock it in, lime slash green. Shine like shine bright like a diamond is the first song or the last song and uh better have my money as there the you go. first <laughs> so well sean we really appreciate you being on with us and uh have a good one man and enjoy the super bowl hey one last thing i just did my final podcast with DraftKings sportsbook it's called brace for winnings it's available on my socials at sean underscore brace please press play it will lead you right up to kickoff. It's got tremendous insight and information from a lot of great opinions. I appreciate the time, and uh, go birds, baby. There you go. Good luck. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. And there he goes. On the other side of this timeout, we will talk NFL honors, Patty winning the MVP, the players that will be enshrined this year in Camp Ohio, and we will talk all about Super Bowl 57. That'll be on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Welcome back into our Super Bowl Friday of the Patrick Johnson Show. I'm Philip Pilkington. No free ball Friday today, baby. No free ball. It's all Super Bowl. All Super Bowl. That is Chris Cook. We are filling in for Ben and the P-Man. My dad actually texted me a little bit earlier when we were talking about what games would we watch, Uh 53 and raining. He said if your mother was running another Boston Marathon, you would stay in the 53 and raining to watch her. Oh, your dad said that? Yeah, I'd say you're right, Dad. I would sit out there and watch my mom run another Boston Marathon. Here, we'll give give Phillip's dad a woo. Woo! There you go. (laughs) There you go. All righty, so we're going to talk NFL honors. So the first... Guy we're going to talk about is the most valuable player. It was given to Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, and he barely, well, no, not barely. He had 48 of the 50 first-place votes, 
And the only other guys that got first place votes were Jalen Hurst and Josh Allen. They each got one apiece. And then Justin Jefferson finished fourth, and he had no first place votes. Um, Cookie, just early thoughts on Patty winning the MVP. Um, I, Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to go ahead and say generational player, uh, on his way to being the greatest of all time. I think he's already past Rodgers in that little category of not the GOAT, but the most talented, you know, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's already surpassed Rodgers in that aspect. D- well on his way to being the GOAT, great season for him, but I, I just don't like how quarterback-centric this award is, and I think it's uh, robbery taken away from Justin Jefferson. Okay. I, I'm just being honest. I like that. So, and I kind of want to bring it up. I was hearing some of the guys talk about this on SiriusXM NFL Radio, and we've got plenty of time. So, you think it should not be his quarterback century. I'm with you. But they brought up the point, if Cooper Cup didn't win it last year, is any non-quarterback, or any receiver at least, going to ever win this thing again? I, but I, see, I don't think so. See, last year I think was a little different because I think Rodgers played so well that even with a guy like Cooper Cup breaking the records and stuff like that, it's it just if the if the quarterback does play like at that level, I'd, I'd say give it to him. But I wouldn't say that Mahomes played at such a high level that – the actual best player in the league for this season should be knocked out of the MVP race. You get what I'm saying? No, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And I wonder, how much do you think that Patrick Mahomes won MVP because Tyreek Hill's not there? Uh, that, that definitely plays a part because I was even on that old train of, you know, we're, we're never going to know how good Mahomes is until the offense isn't as stacked as it is. Still no problems whatsoever with without Tyreek Hill. I I do think that did play a part, but I'm still saying it's robbery taken away uh, from Jefferson. Even with that being said, I think it's robbery. Yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from. And I, I don't know. I, I Who was the last non-quarterback to win MVP? It's one of the running backs. Adrian Peterson or somebody won oh, but that him. Yeah, but that had to be years ago, right? Like yeah. Maybe even a decade ago. Let's see. Yeah, it had to be because I think only three non-quarterbacks have won it since 2000, I believe. I don't have the numbers in front of me. And it's Sean Alexander, AP, and LaDainian Tomlinson. I believe. So, now I get what you're saying. Um, Jefferson did have a heck of a year, man. I, now that you bring that up, I don't know. I still think would have gone Mahomes, but I do hope they didn't give it to him, like we said, solely because of the fact that Tyreek Hill wasn't there. I firmly believe he was going to be a great quarterback. I remember, and now don't get me wrong, the AFC West was supposed to be better than it was, but at the beginning of the season, their win total betting was 10.5. Okay, see, I'm not a big better, so put put that in some context. So he was saying, do you think they're going to win more or less than ten and a half games? Okay. Normally, it's right at where you think it would happen because it's not giving people pretty much free money. But yeah, you of thought course. it would be higher. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it was ten and a half, and I think that was because Tyree Kill left. Everybody thought the Chiefs were all of a sudden going to not be as good. When I was in Virginia, okay, it was legal. I hammered that. I'm like, easy the Chiefs win 11 games this year. No problem. Right here they are, 14-3. See, honestly, I would have predicted less. You would have thought they would have won 10 or less games? Not, not specifically because of Tyreek Hill, but it just happens in the NFL where you get those really stacked rosters. They usually last two to three years, uh, and then they start beginning to fall off. I was really thinking this was going to be the year. Maybe not that they totally fell off, but we were going to start seeing the Chiefs like decline a little bit. I mean, hey, props to them. They lost some pieces, kept it going. Yeah. Now, of course, part of that, like I said, was we thought the AFC West was going to be better, and the Raiders were bad, and the Broncos... Oh, they were real bad. 
I don't know if I can say what is on the radio, say legally on the radio without getting fined what the Broncos were this year. Oh, uh, yeah. It was abysmal. Probably better just leave that alone. Yeah, we're going to we, go with the word abysmal. We could use some foul words to describe what was going on yeah. in Denver. So, good news for Jalen Hurts, though, in finishing second in this voting. Three times in NFL history have the top two vote-getters from the MVP faced off in the Super Bowl, and the second-place vote-getter is 3-0. and most recently, Tom Brady was second to uh, Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan back in 2016. The Patriots, despite being down 28 to three, go on to win the game. Uh, 2009, Drew Brees second to Peyton Manning. Uh, Brees and the Saints go on to win that one. And all the way back in 1981, Super Bowl 16. Joe Montana was second to Ken Anderson in the MVP voting, and Montana and his Niners went on to win the first of what would end up being five Super Bowls there in a 14-year period. Moving on, uh, we will go to, well, since you already brought up Justin Jefferson, we will bring up Offensive Player of the Year, just I think this could be a quick conversation. You are definitely Justin Jefferson Offensive Player? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, See, I might would, I might would move, I would definitely move Jefferson to MVP, and I might would put somebody different at Offensive Player of the Year, maybe like a Devontae Adams. See, with, I, with that abysmal Raiders offense that was supposed to do so well and ended up crap in the bed, as well as Devontae Adams did, I think he deserves some kind of award like that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. However, the only thing I've always said is like, if a guy wins Offense or Defensive Player of the Year, those should be the only two that can win MVP. How can you be the best player on offense... And a different oh, it makes absolutely player. no sense. Yeah. I mean, not saying that we should always be giving it defensive guys, but I guess my point is if you win MVP, you should all automatically win AP whatever offense or defense player on your side of the football. Since we already did offense. Well, when was the last time that a MVP won the Super Bowl? I believe it was 2000. The MVP? Yeah. Won the Super Bowl? i got to look at past MVPs. I, do not have I believe it was the year 2000, so... Not who, spelling who well. Just, no, because who would have won the MVP? In two? Uh, Kurt Warner, right? Oh, you're talking about 99, oh, 99 yeah, 2000 yeah, yeah. season? Uh-huh. Um, it could be. So, yeah, not, at 99, yeah, that 99, oh, I put list of MVPs and it gave me NBA. Not Kurt looking NBA. good for Mahomes statistically as far as that goes uh, Sunday. Yeah, no, definitely not at all. Let's see. Patrick Mahomes this year, Rodgers, Rodgers, Lamar, Patty. 2018, did they win the Super Bowl year? No, they did not. Uh, no, I think that was the year they got knocked out of the AFC Brady title game. Yeah, uh-huh. they lost Cam Rogers, Peyton. Yeah, I think you're right. Wow, not looking good for him. Not looking good for Patty, and like I said, looking good there for Jalen Hurts. Um, there's a point I want to make about Hurts in this, but we will, I will actually get to that in our next segment. We're talking more about the game itself. Um, so we're going to go on since we already did offense player of the year, uh, defense player of the year, Nick Bosa. I kind of thought that was a gimme. Yeah. I See, I, I kind of wanted Sauce to get the Defensive Rookie and Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. I can see where you're coming from. I think the only thing is I don't know if they've ever done that. Uh, but See, I don't like these like measurement sticks that they're implementing. Like, quarterback's got to win MVP. Rookie can't win Offensive or Defensive Player of the Year. I, I, I think these awards should go to who fits like the category of award the most. You're right, and he is a defensive player. Yeah. Last time I checked, he played defense. So, obviously, he is the defensive rookie of the year, so you agree with that, naturally. Uh, and offensive of the rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. 
Jets wide receiver. So Jets getting both the offense and defensive rookie of the year. It's good news for the Jets. What do you think about Wilson winning the offensive rookie? I think he played well, especially considering whoever his quarterback was on that given play. Um, yeah, he was better than Olave. He was better than Drake London. But do you take into consideration what Brock Purdy was able to do? I get that it was only the end part of the t- the tail end of the season. Yeah. But isn't the name of the game get your team to the playoffs, move forward in the playoffs? I'm personally saying Brock Purdy deserves it. And I get the argument that, you know, he only came on later in the season and all that. I'm just saying with all that being in consideration, I'm giving it to Brock Purdy, like me personally. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I do. Because I was, I had not even, when I was thinking about this, I was going through all the wide receivers. I was like, man, there wasn't really any rookie running backs that showed out. So it's got to be because none of the rookie quarterbacks really were great. But yeah, Brock Purdy. I mean, like I said, you know, it's kind of harder, a lot harder for a receiver to take his team to the playoffs, but you can't, not that Wilson should be punished for what Purdy did, but what Purdy did was was astounding. Yeah, what, what would he end the season, 5-0 and at the end of the season? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's wild. And then he goes on, wins two playoff games. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, he was undefeated pretty much. I mean, he got hurt. You can't even oh, say yeah, he, he lost can't the help game. Yeah, he'll yeah. get credited with the loss because he started it. Getting surgery uh, on the 22nd for he, the injury. Yeah. So, no, I'm with you there. So I, I think we both agree, Sauce. We both agree. Oh, that was a lock. Yeah, Sauce we had both to win agree, that. Purdy. You think Sauce should have gotten Defensive Player of the Year? Correct. I like Bosa. Offensive Player of the Year. You want you want Devonte Adams? Yeah, I'm move, I'm telling I'm moving Jefferson to MVP, and I'm saying Devonte Adams gets Offensive Player of the Year. All right, I'm going Patty Offensive Player of the Year at MVP. But winning both of those, yeah. Because like I said, I think if you win, if you win MVP, you should be your player of the year on your side of the football. I firmly believe. That. But you're saying, but so that would also imply that you're saying Mahomes deserves the MVP. MVP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All righty. So AP comeback player of the year. I mean, I guess this was this was probably easier than Sauce, right? Geno Smith. Oh yeah, what a year he had. Yeah, I mean, astounding. who who would have predicted that? I think I had the Seahawks going like four and thirteen at the beginning. I know. Who would have predicted that? I know. I thought he was washed, uh, total bust, like at least in my opinion. I never thought he was good in college. But, yeah, but, yeah. but when he was drafted, bust, yeah. I mean, he might have earned himself a starting job next year. I think so. That's what's so weird right now. It's like they're looking, do we extend him? Do we let him go? Yeah, it's a weird agent. little area there because yeah. he did play well. I think he played well enough to earn the starting gig. But if you run with him for multiple years, are they moving past that, like getting eliminated in the first round? Uh, what's it called? Are they moving past that wall? Like, are they going to be able to run through that wall? No, and I I don't think so because game managing quarterbacks don't win the Super Bowl anymore. Only stars do. And I think if they didn't have Denver's first round pick, you got to keep them. Yeah. But I think it's the fact that they they have the fifth pick, the fourth pick, something like that, that you can easily draft a quarterback at that spot because Denver was abysmal. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe they do draft someone like you're saying and give them like a little bit of a competition, but then they got to pay Geno to do that. Though. Exactly. Yeah, it's a weird, sticky situation with that. Yeah. People are like tag him. The only problem with a tag, and I guess it is only one year, but you it, they take the average of the top five guys at that position uh-huh. in money, so that's paying Geno like twenty five million a year or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. Cause you got average out Patty's contract. And I'm sure players stuff. don't like getting tagged either. No, they don't. They yeah. don't like playing under one no, no player wants to play under one deer. No, I they think don't. it's it's not necessarily the tag. It's nobody wants to play in the last year of their contract. They want to feel like they've done enough to, you know, deserve um 
deserve a you know extension. So, and then we go to AP Coach of the Year, Brian Dable, New York Giants. I see this one was very questionable to me. All right, I, but I don't even know who I would put winning it like over him though. Is the pro- I, I might would say Andy Reid just because of how creative the play calling is. And the record, like all that considered, I just I really didn't see the Giants the way they played the record leading you to believe that he was the coach of the year. See, I'm the only reason I'm kind of and I'm not gonna say I dislike Brian Dable getting this award I do, but I think I would have been okay with Pete Carroll. Oh yeah, okay. The Seahawks uh-huh. are supposed to be, you know, dog water. Mm-hmm. Um I honestly could have been okay, even though the team was supposed to be good. When you roll with your third-string quarterback half the year, I would have considered Kyle Shanahan. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, so Dable, I guess they have to give the team that was never supposed to be good, hasn't been good recently. That's kind of the way they do it. Um, So they gave it to Dable. So based off the way they do it, I'm okay with it. But, man, what Shanahan did is... Yeah, in this day and time, had he done it in the '80s when defenses won championships? Whatever, who cares, dude? This is a day when quarterback position matters. It matters more than it ever has, more than any other position, any other sport. And look what the 49ers did. Yeah, and they were in the fight till the very end with quarterback number four. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Almost had to go to emergency fifth quarterback Christian McCaffrey. Hey man, he did throw a touchdown to Brenton Burson one time. <laughs> no, dude, it, I, I I was genuinely curious what was going to happen uh, if McCaffrey stepped in. Uh, yeah, I remember when they when the announcers were starting to say like, "Hey, they're probably going to have to throw McCaffrey in here." I was like, "Oh God, like this could." I, I don't I don't know if this is going to be really bad, really good. Well, I think the worst part of would have been is they they don't really have option quarterbacks, so the, the line isn't used to like blocking an option. I think like. At least of McCaffrey, say he was the emergency quarterback for the Ravens, you could run all those QB run plays and option plays that Lamar normally runs, and it shrinks your playbook. Don't get me wrong, but at least they're there. I mean, I didn't, definitely these guys know how to block the option, but when you don't run it every week, and that's kind of what they'd have to do because he's not going to sit back there in the pocket and shred somebody's defense. He would have had to have ran the ball or handed the ball off, and yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah, it would have been really bad. I mean, it was bad as it was, but it really would have been bad. But the whole reason, like, I went off on that little tangent was saying, like, for them to be where they were fighting to the very end in the title game with possibly number five quarterback stepping in, I would say Shanahan deserves the nod for coach of the year as well. All right, so we agree, Shanahan. All righty, so we're just going to move down the list here. Congratulations to Dak Prescott, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Obviously, that's all charitable stuff, so great job. Do we him. know anything that he did to I don't, I don't even I don't, I really I don't. don't. And then I, we'd have to compare it to the other 32 guy, 31 guys. I mean, so just congratulations to him. Congratulations to all the nominees for Walter Payton Man of the Year and, of course, Dak Prescott. He, yeah, hey, uh, the- he, he really likes to give, you know. He whatever he was doing, he was giving away, and he likes to give footballs to other teams' defensive backs too. He throws a lot of interceptions, so he's just a giving guy, he's Ma- like Santa Claus, making all that money and still got the good heart. Love to see it. Love to see it. Love to see. Shout him. out to all those guys, all the Walter Payton Award winners, man. Shout out to him. Yeah, that's big. And uh, we're gonna wrap this segment up here pretty quickly, so we're gonna go through these quick. Maybe not as much analysis, but um, we're gonna go ahead and give you the twenty. 20- Hall of Fame class of 2023 was announced last night. We're just going to read them off real quick, and we'll give our quick thoughts. Uh, Rondé Barber, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Don Coriel were the current 
um, or the non-senior. Well, Coriel says he was the coach, but that would be senior, I feel like. I mean, heck, he retired in the 80s. And as far as the senior players, you had Chuck Howie, Joe Coleco, and Ken Riley. I do officially feel old because I remember, like, every one of these players who are non-seniors, like, they're almost their entire career. So yeah, I finally feel not old. a lot of offensive guys in this class. One. Yeah, that, wow. Well, as far Is that as the common, normal, I think Coleco was a lineman, if I remember correctly, an offensive lineman. Um, yeah, that is that is very, you know, unordinary. But I, I agree that all these guys, I can't give you as much for the old guys, except for, wait, Chuck Howie? Is this a different Chuck Howie that just now got in the Hall of Fame? Are you telling me five-time first-team All-Pro, Super Bowl MVP on a losing team, only guy to ever win Super Bowl MVP when his team lost, Chuck Howie is getting out just now getting in the Hall of Fame like, 40 years later? That's amazing. Super Bowl MVP with a, on the losing team? Yeah, they forced like eight turnovers. Is, I mean, I, that would have to be the only time that's ever happened, right? Yeah, it is right? the only time. Yeah, that's, that's wild. Imagine having that kind of a game. I know. He, he, yeah, he forced like four turnovers. I mean, the, I think the, the Colts turned over like eight or nine times. They tried to give the game to Dallas. Dallas would not take it. Uh, and Johnny Yu finally got him a Super Bowl win in that one. But, um... Yeah, I, as far as Rondé Barber, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, DeBarksware, I definitely think all those guys are Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah, I, for I sure. I would have liked to see a couple more offensive guys thrown in there, but I, I, I'm liking this class. Yeah, I would too, but hey, you know, I, I can't remember who all's on the ballot, and we could, you know, create a whole show based off who's getting in and who's not and who was on the ballot and blah, 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 but that would, you know, that would take forever. So, um, once again, those are your Hall of Fame guys. On the other side of this timeout, we will be back here on a Friday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show to give our final thoughts and predictions on Super Bowl 57. There we go. We had given a little love to Philly here on the Super Bowl Friday when we had Sean Brace on doing the Rocky music. Had to give a little love to Kansas. Would have been unfair. Well. Would have been unfair. Would have been unfair, yeah. we got to be unbiased, right? We're, we're, we're media. We're supposed to be unbiased. And I'm rooting for Kansas City anyway, so. Yeah, I think I am too. So Jalen Hurts, as mentioned earlier, finished second last night to Patrick Mahomes in the MVP voting when a player finishes second and he plays the guy who finishes first in the Super Bowl, the guy who finished second is 3-0. and Here's another reason, though. Jalen Hurts better make it 4-0. There are two quarterbacks, two, who have lost their first-ever Super Bowl start and gone on to later in their career win a Super Bowl. Who are those? You got any guesses? Um, mm, I don't. The first one was Bob Greasy. Okay. Lost Super I would have never guessed that. Super Bowl VI, went on to win Super Bowl VII. Never would have guessed that. Oh, he, he got it the second year right after. Yeah, he got, oh, the, okay. he got it the next two years. And then the other one, all right, this guy lost three Super Bowls before ever winning one. Oh, God. And then he went back-to-back to end his career. Can okay. You, you, no guesses? That's your hint. Um, mm. the, the owner famously took the trophy and said, this one's for, and then he said the guy's first name. But if I could say his first name, it'll give it away. Elway. John Elway, there okay. you go. See, this I know a little John. bit. I there don't know a whole lot, but I know a little bit, baby. John Elway was 0-3 going into Super Bowl. What was that even that he finally won one? Let's see. Uh, Super Bowl 32 knocked off Brett Favre. Oh, yeah. I, Packers, I saw that being <laughs> replayed on uh, 
ESPN, you know, they do like the uh, during Super Bowl week, they do like the random, like they'll play a couple of games here and yeah. there. I didn't want to watch it because I knew how it was going to end, but I was like, oh, dude, I got to at least watch it, like to see the Packers in it. And it's just, I, that's a heartbreaker. It was such a good game. Like, neutrally, it was such a good game. Yeah, that was where he took that crazy hit and yeah. like flipped in the air. And yep. spun, yeah, that, what a game. Yep. So, anyways, we will, uh, we got to get to our picks here because it's close. So. Close to time to end the show, so yep, Chris, it's been a fun one. Your picks and and why you think it and kind of your keys to the game. You got a minute, minute and a half to to say whatever you got to say about the game. Well, mine's gonna be real quick. I said I was rooting for Kansas City. That is the truth, but I'm also picking Kansas City, and I'm saying simply because. Okay, only reason I think the Eagles are a better team from bottom to top, but Mahomes I think has now developed the Brady effect of never bet against Tom Brady. I'm saying never bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm going with the Chiefs. You got a final score? I'm going to go 38-35. I know people, I know that the two defenses, everyone's predicting this low-scoring game. Hurts playing so well, number two in MVP. Mahomes, obviously, the MVP. I think they're, it's going to be a shootout. Eagles got such a great run game. I'm saying it's going to be a high-scoring game, 38-35. See, I think both teams can score, but like I said to Sean earlier, I think because there will be so lack of three and outs, it'll limit the possessions, be a little more low-scoring. I'm going to go 27-21 Chiefs, and... Um, See, that's, weird so you're is, thinking a little high scoring, but not... Yeah, I'm still okay. taking the under. I got you. Uh, so I'm going 48 total. And, you know, one of the things with this is everybody's saying, you know, the the Eagles are going to win the battle in the trenches. And they probably will. But I think Patty has the ability to get the ball out quick. If Patty didn't have that quick release, I mean, he's going to get sacked in this game. He's going to feel pressure. Yeah, hope that, that ankle can hold yeah, up. Yeah, hope that ankle can yeah. hold up. But the thing is... If the pressure's bad enough, he's just going to have to step in there and take the hit. It's not going to matter how that ankle's feeling if he's got to get it out that quick. It's only going to matter if he gets flushed. And the way the Eagles get to guys, they get two and three guys back there. There ain't much flushing and scrambling when you're playing a Philadelphia Eagles. I know. they got great edge uh, containment on the edge. They do. Yeah. And they get enough penetration up the middle to keep you from stepping up and scurrying out. Yep. So I believe that he will uh, be able to get it out quick. I like the... The Chiefs, but honestly, I've been debating all week who to pick. I think it's a toss-up game. It could go either way. But anyways, that will do it for our Super Bowl Friday. Thank you, Chris. Oh yeah, it's been fun. It has been fun. We, we hope Patrick and Ben get well, but uh, it, you know, it's been fun. Ben, a couple days. You, a couple days. Me, a couple days. It's been a fun week. It's been a great it's week. Been a but fun yes, week. best of ben, our best to Ben and Patrick. Hopefully, they can feel better and get ready for Sunday, and that Patrick can be good for Monday.